Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Your host, Kickin' Life Guru Master Rich Grogan. Hey, as we know, the world's not all sunshine and rainbows. As Rocky says, it'll be a mean, nasty, ugly place that'll beat you to your knees and keep you there if you let it. However, that's where I come in, the Kickin' Life Guru. When life kicks your butt, when life knocks you down, as we know it's going to, I'm here to motivate you, to empower you, to inspire you, and kick you back up so you can live your best kickin' life. So saddle up, here we go. Hey, Kicking Lifers out there, how the heck are you? Episode number 75, rolling your way. In studio with me is my best buddy, Austin. He and I just got back from an absolutely amazing, life-changing event. We went to the Unleash the Power Within Tony Robbins event in Chicago, Illinois. Holy cow. Austin, how, I mean, I don't even know what to say. How was it? Is it that's not even strong enough. Was, was it amazing or what? How's it going, everybody? It was unspeakably awesome. There's there's no way to really explain everything that we got out of that event. Uh, obviously, myself and uh, my dad highly, highly recommend Tony Robbins and all of his events. The UPW was freaking awesome. Yes, it was. It was it was amazing. It was a chance. Uh, Austin, as you know, you've heard me talk about on the show before, turned 18, just graduated high school. And uh, instead of going to college, he's going to the College of Hard Knocks at Grogan's Academy of Martial Arts, kind of learning behind the scenes of the business. And I thought this would be a great uh, an event to take him to, to let him just kind of experience the world. And it's the first, 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 first easy for me to say, first Tony Robbins event I'd ever been to as well. I've been listening to Tony for quite some time, read his books, but man, oh man. I mean, I tried to talk the show up, but I failed miserably compared to the uh, the the turnout and the result and everything else he provided, didn't I? Insanity! Everyone was jumping up and down. It was like a party, having such a great time. But we were learning so much at the same time. I mean, stuff that most of the stuff I'd never even thought of or heard of. It, it was crazy. It was so cool to learn all the learn all the stuff that that I did, and I feel like I'm a happier, better person now. Just. A few simple tips to live by every day, and and you know I gotta stay on it because slack off sometimes. But get in the state, right? Exactly. Get in the state. Get, get in the state. There yes. we go. And, and look those at the, my notes. Yeah, there you go. And look at your notes. And that Austin's done a good job of helping me. I go to conferences all the time and take a ton of notes. But where I kind of fail sometimes, and I'm sure some of you out there can relate to this. We got all these great notes. We're all jacked up. We're all hyped up. We're ready to do this thing, and then suddenly the reality of the real world kicks in, and we don't go back and revisit our notes. There's an old saying that, uh, uh, well, motivation doesn't last. Well, neither is bathing. That's why we were, you know, uh, <laughs> recommend it every single day. Well, the same thing. You get all motivated. You get psyched up and hyped up, and all these things are, oh, man, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this, regardless if it's weight loss, if it's going to uh, join an exercise, uh, starting an exercise program, going to a gym, whatever the case may be, you're all excited and jacked up about it, but then – Tomorrow rolls in, and the reality kicks in. Oh, you know what? I'll just do it again tomorrow. And before you know it, all that energy, that motivation, that mm, is gone. That passion is gone. That desire is gone. You still want to do it, but you've lost that motivation to do it. And what, is Tony, what did Tony say all weekend long? He kept talking about uh, motion creates emotion. Yeah. 
So have that motion. Get up, get moving, doing something. And that's why, like, literally every five minutes, we were back up, jumping around and hollering, getting in the state. Let me hear you. Yeah! Everybody's cheering and hollering. Like you said, it was like a giant concert. And it took place at uh, the United Center where the Chicago Blackhawks and Chicago Bulls play. And it was packed. There was well over 10,000 people in attendance. And it was it was incredible. I mean, it, it was, what, close to 50 hours, wasn't it, Austin? Yes. I mean, that first day we were there, we got there about 8.40. And uh, we were able – and we had uh, – uh, we weren't on the floor – we were had the VIP seats, so we were actually in the front row, which was pretty darn nice. Super cool. Super cool, wasn't it? And we were there for 17 hours. And at 1.30 in the morning, we're out there doing what? Walking across the hot coals. Walking across hot coals. Holy cow, folks. And I, I, I tell you, it was all about getting in that right state of mind. And these coals, what did Tony say? The coals uh, range between, what, 1,500 and 2,000 degrees? That's, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what he said. Unbelievable. <laughs> and, uh, of course, it was right, getting in that right state of mind, that right frame of mind that uh, I can do this. And the whole part of saying that, if I can overcome the fears of walking across hot coals, I can ingrain that uh, in my mind to overcome those fears, then I should be able to overcome any fear that comes my way, right? Absolutely. I was terrified to do that. But... Like like you said, we got in the right state of mind, and I did it. I it was life changing experience. Not just the hot coals, but everything about it. But yeah, it was it was so cool being able to walk across that and and not really feel any pain. It was insane. And his whole thing about changing your state, you got to change it all the way. I mean, you can't just you know uh, uh, go to a seminar for four or five hours, which is a long time, and just walk out of there and everything be changed. He, he kept us in there for the longest period of time. Matter of fact, we had breakfast before we left, and then we snacked the rest of the day and and, and healthy snacks, <laughs> trail mix and uh, apples and oranges and things like that. Uh, but it was it was it was it was unbelievable. And then we did a meditative thing toward the end before the fire walk, and we thought it was what I thought it was ten to- minutes. We agreed it was maximum ten minutes, but we were in that meditative state for. What you said, 45 minutes? Yeah, and then I looked at the watch. I'm like, holy cow, it has been 45 minutes. It didn't seem like, but 10, (laughs) maybe, maybe 12 to 15 maximum. But he was able to talk us into that state, get us into that state where we're just totally relaxed. And I'll tell you what, folks, as you know, I'm pretty high strung. I always got a zillion things going on. Uh, Definitely got adult ADD because I know I had it as a kid (laughs) and everything else. But this really helped me kind of find that inner calm, that inner peace. And I've got a couple tattoos on my arm. And my, my whole goal for me and my own personal development is Joan Sook. It's a Korean word for internal peace. And that's all about finding that balance and finding that harmony. And I'll tell you, um, I, I found it. It was, it, was, it was good, wasn't it, buddy? I have never felt that way in my whole life. I, I don't need, like I said, it's hard to explain the way I, I felt, but it was calming, like you said, inner peace. But it is crazy it's so cool and i felt amazing well, and the ability to you know refocus on believing yourself and i think the biggest thing was letting go of what tony calls those limited beliefs you know the and I, i'll share with you folks i was always embarrassed to share this stuff before because you know sometimes you expose yourself if you will you you, you expose your weaknesses and people can blatantly take advantage of that well you know what I've been slowly but surely working toward, hey, I'm throwing this out there to let you know that I'm a human. I've got flaws. I've got limited beliefs. Hopefully, as another way to connect with the audience, connect with you, connect with the listeners, and then maybe you can do the same to help somebody else. 
because we've all got our, our, our limited beliefs. And my limited beliefs were this. And, and this is going to be a shock to you, so hang on, hang on real close here, folks, because it was hard for me to admit. And when I talk to people about it, they say, oh, that, you, you, you don't appear to have, though. That There's no way. But it's true. It's what's deep down inside. And I've been able to camouflage a lot of that with the inspiration, the motivation, and everything I've been inputting and all the speeches I give. But the biggest one, my biggest limited belief, which I was able to let go, and that's why I'm sharing it with you now, because if you've got a limited belief that's similar to this or you have your own, you can let it go. And that's, you know, sometimes those limiting beliefs are those anchors that hold you down, that hold you back, that keep you from reaching a level of personal inner peace, personal success, family success, anything you're doing. If you've got a giant anchor that's holding you down, you're not going to be able to strive and fly and be who you were born to be. So are you ready? Ready for my limited beliefs? I, I don't think I've shared this with too many people before, but I, I shared it uh, at the conference there and let it all out. And oh my gosh, it felt fantastic. My limited beliefs were this, that I was ne- I'm was i not good enough. I'm not worthy to achieve success. I'm not worthy to even be speaking to you right now because I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have the knowledge to do it. Those are my limited beliefs. Hold me back. Can you believe it, folks? <laughs> good, good, good chime in there, Austin. But no, it, it, that was it. And I was always afraid if I say those things, people are going, oh, well, how, what, what, how, how can you be telling us how to live our life? I'm not. I'm not telling anybody how to live their life. What I am doing, I'm giving you a bang, that right hook of reality and saying, these are the things that were holding me back. These are the things that were keeping me at bay. Even though I'm here talking, even though I'm doing and giving everything I've got, I still had those limited beliefs that were formulated in my digital blueprint, my paradigm, if you will, as a kid. And they were still there. Am I ever going to make my dad happy? Is daddy ever going to be proud of Richie? Now, I know that sounds crazy. My dad did the best he could. You've heard me talk about this before. I love him more than anything. You know, he uh, he had his own struggles. He had his own demons, and he still has them that he's fighting to this day. However, he did the best he could do. And by me continuing to hang on those limited beliefs, I still hung on to a little bit of, I don't know, I'm going to say regret, but maybe not not fully loving my dad for who he was. And that is something that held me back. So why am I telling you this? One, I've been as honest and genuine as I can. But two, I just had a life-changing transformational experience, and I want to share that with you, the listeners. So if you're going through something like that, write those down. And it, it takes a little bit. You know, I, I, I felt I knew what my limited beliefs were, but I really had to write them down to pull those things out. Austin, I mean, it sounds like it should be easy, but was it easy for you to write down your limited beliefs and really focus on it? It, it was not uh, at all, but it was so cool what, what he did. So what we did was we had three limiting beliefs or more if, if we have one um which most people i feel like do and then after we wrote uh down the limiting beliefs and put what negative consequences have you already experienced as a result of this belief so we wrote all those down and then um we went into that meditative state and a lot of it was him saying uh point our limiting beliefs and be like look who this is uh hurt and and you're now you're hurting yourself the loved ones you know business everything like that um, it, I don't know how to explain it because it's Tony's just awesome, but I did a great job, buddy. But uh, and then you know, our re- limiting beliefs got destroyed, so now we'll be able to soar with the Eagles. Nice, Austin. Folks, give Austin a big hand there. That was nicely done. Good job, buddy. And I was super proud of Austin. He uh, he took notes, he bought all in, and uh, he knew that he wanted to become his very, very best, and by doing that. You know, as being a teenager, sometimes it's hard to swallow that uh, 
that, that humble pie, if you will. And he did. He did a very good job. And on the very first day, it was, why are you here? And I'd put down to increase the quality of my life, you know, really get in touch with the inner self and to find inner peace. And I, I, we definitely did. So absolutely fantastic. And not that I want to, you know, move anybody off of my podcast, but after you're done listening to this one, <laughs> check, <laughs> check out Tony Robbins' podcast. He's got a fantastic podcast, and there's so many ways to follow him. And it just leads the, opens the door and leads to a path of discovering other people that uh, are doing yeah, – I don't know if anybody could replicate what Tony does um, due to the energy and the attitude and the effort and his desire and passion to end suffering. And uh, he talks about ending suffering because as a kid – he had these limiting beliefs, and he uh, suffered when he was a kid with um, uh, growing up with a poor family, not having food for Thanksgiving, and all. And just so many other things. I don't go into his whole bio here. You can read up on that. But his whole thing was now that's his goal to end suffering in every possible way. So someone's addicted to smoking. He's got, you know, I don't want to say cures for it, but he's got mindset beliefs and the, the neurological pathways, how to change those in order to end addiction. If you've got those limiting beliefs that are holding you back, he attacks the, the mind again and helps you release those limited beliefs and helps bring them to the surface. And when they're on the surface there, then you can fight them. If they're deep down inside still, you're unable to attack them kind of on the, uh, a manner that's going to limit or <laughs> cure or get rid of the limited beliefs. Yes. And Nicely done, also, Austin. No, thank you. Right back at you. Thanks, it's also fed thousands of starving children. So Millions, uh, millions with his sorry. kind of turkey brigade. I think last I year he said, was it 50 million? Families that he fed. That's and, a ton. And then this year, his goal is to double that to $100 million. So uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. But anyway, so that's uh, the show today <laughs> is going to be a lot about that. But the main focus is on uh, overcoming your fears. And we talked about that a little bit and how to do those things. The number one thing is you have to admit what your fears are, bring those babies to the surface, and then attack them. Attack them. And continue to attack them because I know me personally and a lot of people I talk to, those fears have grown some serious roots, meaning like a, a big oak tree. If you've had these limited beliefs and these fears for you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, those suckers have got some roots, and you're not going to be able to just get rid of them at one swoop. It's going to take some time, but I promise, once you identify what those are, you bring those to the surface, then you can start working at uh, chopping that, those, those limited beliefs down, those, getting rid of those fears, but you've got to expose what they are first. And Tony also shared, the, the two primary fears that most human beings share are we're not enough and we won't be loved. And that's kind of, I mean, that almost sums up mine about, about not being worthy enough, not being good enough, you know, not uh, um, ever being loved by, uh, I guess, the fans. And my, my wife's really good about reminding me, look, some people like lemonade, some people like iced tea, and some people don't. Some people are going to like Master Grogan, and some people aren't. So just get over it know that there's a lot out there that do like lemonade and iced tea and Master Grogan's message and energy and excitement and laughter and goofiness. And those are the folks we're going to kind of continue to dedicate our podcast to. Got to tell you, I'm a fan of lemonade and iced tea, but Ar Arnold Palmer's not, not, my, not my cup of tea. <laughs> Way to change it up a little bit, Austin. Uh, I like lemonade it by itself, iced tea by itself, but when you mix them, Austin says, no way. <laughs> not happening. <laughs> not happening. But uh, so anyway, and the show, the Kicking Life show, we are rebranding and uh, remarketing this thing because uh, we continue to have more and more followers. So my heart goes out, and I, I can't thank you enough, uh, listeners, for doing what you're doing because it doesn't matter 
what I'm doing. I'm just in a studio here giving my heart out. <laughs> but if you don't continue to share and uh, uh, post notes and share with your friends and subscribe and download and all those things, this isn't happening. But you know the mission collectively, all of us working together to make society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. And how cool was it that Tony said those exact same things? I, oh, my gosh. We both, we, we were sitting next to each other, and he said that, and both of our eyes lit up, and we looked right at each other like, are you serious right now? Yeah. <laughs> it was so it, cool. He was talking about changing the mindset, and that makes people happier. You know, motion creates emotion. So if you're moving, you got the physiology going, you're moving around doing something, your emotions change. And that's the number one way to change your emotions is through the physiology, through moving. And he said, they'll be happier. And then, of course, if you're moving more, you're going to be healthier. And, of course, if you're happier because you're moving more and you're smiling more, you're going to do better at work. If you're doing better at work and then you exercise more, you're going to be healthier. You guys see the trend and the cycle? And he says, happy and healthy people don't go around freaking shooting people. Oh, yeah. And that's what I I talk about, happy, healthier, and safer society. So it kind of tied in together. It was like, yes. If it's good enough for Tony, I guess it's good enough for us, right? (laughs) No, but it just goes to show that so many of us are collectively working together for the same mission. And that's where I continue to do everything I can to inspire you to let other people know. Do do that little bit moving forward. And those little bitty things add up. You know, a journey of a thousand miles starts with what? One step. Got that right, buddy. Excellent job. So everybody, um, I'm sure you guys know what state means and you're smarter than I am, but I would have had no idea what the word state meant. You so, mean like so, the state of Illinois we live in? That's what I would have thought. Yes, <laughs> just like, <laughs> just like, uh, like you, I guess you kind of already explained it, but like the emotion of your mind, just how you're, how you are feeling, and everything like that, uh, how happy or depressed or angry or whatever you are, that's your state. And folks, is he is he amazing or what? Eighteen years old. Good job, buddy. I'll just continue then. Uh, so, how to change your state uh, according to Mr. Robbins and Joseph? Yeah, jo- well, let's a little sidebar here. Joseph uh, uh, McClendon, yes, the third. McClendon. He was. Uh, I, first of all, I know. Hold on, folks. We'll get back to the state here. Okay. How old did uh, McCl- uh, Joseph McClendon III look? I guess in his thirties. I would have said mid forties, but that's okay. That's how old. <laughs> I'm in my late forties. But <laughs> he came out and he talked about just living a healthy lifestyle. You know, growing his own fruits and vegetables. And at first, was like, what the heck? But um, and this man was jumping around like like he was like jumping around yelling you know so much energy you know both of them and eventually he said on the last day he said he's uh, 65 and everyone in the crowd is like what did he just say and I was like, like no no 10,000 people are disagreeing <laughs> with you and uh, it was and Tony Robbins uh, obviously all the energy that he exudes and puts out on stage he's 58 years old mm-hmm. and it just goes to show that healthy uh, lifestyle you know, mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional, all kind of, all yes. of them working together. But go ahead, buddy, with You're the state. Good. I'm sorry about that. You're good. Um, with the state here, so the first thing you want to do to change your state is a major change in physiology. So just the way that your body moves. So if you are, your shoulders are slumped down and your chest back and your head's down at the ground and you're moping around everywhere, that you're not going to change your state to be happy. You're going to stay depressed or whatever you are because your body's painting a picture that your mind sees right absolutely yes way to thank you uh the I'm second here for thing, you buddy <laughs> i appreciate it and you want a drastic change in all of these a huge one for the biggest state change obviously so the second one is focus so what you're thinking and, and focusing on is the second way to change it and then the third 
is language and meaning. So, so what you say, and some words have the same uh, meaning, but they're per they're perceived different. Um, so, so just just there you go. The first three, and like I said, Jurassic change in all three. Jurassic state change. Good job, Austin. That was fantastic. Now, in, in hearing that, at first you're like, what the heck? Almost like, I don't say self-doubting, or not self-doubting, but just kind of doubting because, like, I don't know. It sounds okay, but, right? Yes. And and I, I don't know if I believed it as much as I should. I definitely do now, um, especially because, you know, we were uh, in the, I guess it's called a seminar. It was more like a, I don't know what to call it. It was awesome. But I guess seminar with at there. And... Yeah, maybe we've been there for a lot of hours, and I'm kind of starting like, oh my gosh! But um, yeah, it, it goes around uh, two or three in the afternoon, and Austin's like, oh my gosh, how many more hours we got here? And uh, and and that's just you know, it, 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 and that was the whole point of being there so long was to be locked in that state, kind of uh, <laughs> you weren't able to leave. I guess you could have, and some people did, but in order to uh, really, and that state is kind of like that zone. How to get in that zone as quickly as you can. But then also condition yourself where it's a repetitive habit to be able to snap your fingers and get back into that zone. But it's a total shift in all mindset, and it all starts, once again, with the physiology, with the physiology. and uh, how you carry your body and the words you say to yourself. You know, those self-defeating words, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough. That reminds me of the old uh, Stuart Smalley for our Saturday Night Live friends out there. He would look in the mirror and say, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough. And gosh darn it, people like me. <laughs> so Tony was he actually made fun of that. He had said, yeah, that may work for a small percentage of people. And you do need to say affirmations in the mirror to remind yourself you are a special person. But it all starts with the physiology, getting your butt up, getting your butt moving, because motion creates emotion. emotion. And, and, and that's of course, what, lack of motion creates an emotion as well, right? Yes, absolutely. Go ahead, bud. I, I was just saying, you know, uh, starting to get a little tired. Uh, and then he's like, you know, stand up and, and shake the building is what they said. Shake and that means building. we all just jumped and put our hands in the air and, and yelled the music and, and just went crazy. And he said, putting your hands up in the air and, and jumping, uh, he used some big words, but basically <laughs> it makes you happier. Well, it's, it's, just by it doing that. your body stretch out, right? So it'll expand your lungs and everything else where you're expanding, you're stretching, you're reaching for the heavens, if you will, and you're moving. And yes, that, he, that motions, right, once again. And that's what he would do. It seemed like, and the other, sometimes it would be 15 or 20 minutes, maybe a half an hour talking, but then he'd go like, shake the building, get in your state, yeah! And everybody's rocking it out. It's like a rock concert, wasn't it? It was. It was. It was pretty darn amazing. It was. Well, great job, Austin. Way to bring that up. So, folks, that state, getting that state, that's your kind of your most, and it's it, it's peaceful because your, your your mind is like, oh, relaxed. But yet your body's moving, you're, you're, you're moving, your state is happiness and joy. And it's not easy. I'm not going to lie to you and say, hey, just like flipping a light switch. Now, Tony's goal with all the hours we spent this uh, that weekend was being able to get in that state as simple as it is, simple as it is, <laughs> easy for me to say again, as flipping the light switch because you've conditioned yourself to do it. It's not easy, though. Nothing in life is easy because we've adopted our paradigms, if you will, or our digital blueprints of who we are over the course of our lives. You know, however many years we've been alive, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, whatever the case may be, those are the, the uh, blueprint, the paradigm that we've kind of lived by. 
So it's going to be a little harder sometimes to get out of those. The longer, like I said, those limiting beliefs, that tree, the longer it's been there, the deeper the roots, the harder it is going to be to let go of some of those. But the first thing first, you got to bring them to the surface. And that was really, really fantastic. I want to share with you a, a quote that uh, Tony had. It's from Ralph Walter Emerson. And some of you have probably heard this before. I know I've posted it several times on my page, but it's kind of jumping out at me right here in this, uh, on my notes I took. It says, what lies before, well, hey, I'm tongue-tied today, aren't I, buddy? Give everybody a big smile. <laughs> Can you see it? Anyway, Ralph Waldo Emerson, what lies before us, what lies behind us, is nothing compared to what lies within us. Think about that. I'll say it again. What lies before us, what lies behind us, is nothing compared to what lies within us. And that's the whole thing, bringing out that gift that we've got. Not what's happened uh, uh, behind us or before us or that's going to happen or has happened. It's all within here, all within us. That's where the power is. And that was the whole goal of this week and was bringing that out. Good stuff, huh, buddy? Absolutely. So I, I know that kind of the, the title of the show we talked about was The Six Human Needs. And uh, I'd kind of titled those The Six Human Needs to Survival and Extreme Success. And uh, this is uh, the, the, the six human needs that we all have, all people share. What's different is everyone's needs, everyone's six human needs, are in a different order of and different priority to different people. And uh, we kind of did a, a little test on, I guess, to find out and categorize what order your human needs are, your six human needs, and how you prioritize those in your everyday life. So the six human needs, just as a reminder, and uh, I knew these some time ago, and then I forgot them, but Tony just pounded them in our heads there. And the six human needs are, number one is certainty, number two is uncertainty, Number three is significance. Number four is connection and love or love and connection. They kind of interchange there, just kind of being connected to somebody and have that love and emotional feeling towards someone. The fifth one is growth, and the sixth one is contribution. And Tony kind of broke, broke those down into four primary needs, and your four primary needs are your first four. there: certainty, uncertainty, significance, and connection and love, and then two spiritual needs, which are growth and contribution. Now, Austin, have you have you had heard of the uh, six human needs before? No. no? Okay, well, that's all right, buddy. It, it's uh, it's one of those I don't know that I'd heard of it until I, you know, learned I could read five years ago. <laughs> so, now I'm sure I heard about it in college. Uh, my degrees in kinesiology, so I'm sure we touched on it. But it, just to be honest with you, it wasn't important to me at the time. And that's what happens. You you take in stuff, but you're as you know, you have anywhere from seventy five to eighty thousand thoughts a day bouncing in your brain there. You focus in on what's important to you, and you kind of let everything else drift away. And it wasn't important to me at the time. Now, maybe I thought it was cool, but it wasn't important enough for me to remember and continue to research. Now, different stage of my life, I want to be the best person I can be. And the reason I want to be the best person I can be is so I can be a better uh, contributor to society. Just make society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. To be a better father, be a better husband, be a better leader in order to leave a legacy behind, but also know that you know what, it's not just for me, but I also know that if I'm not at my best, I can't serve at my very, very best. So this was uh, this was eye-opening, and we, we had several drills to put these things in, in different order that ranked for us, that worked for us, and Tony really made us think about it. So the the um, the human needs as far as survival, we, we, we have to put them there because we do have to survive in today's world. It, and they hear some people say, oh, today's world, oh my gosh, it's so much different. And it is. The world and life and society is ever-changing, but 
you know, it's actually in certain areas, a lot of areas, a heck of a lot better than it used to be. I mean, when we go to the store now, we don't have to worry about going out in the jungle and a saber-toothed tiger jumping out and eating us and then, you know, having to uh, hunt and fight for our meals. And then what do we do if we don't have enough? It goes rotten, but we don't know it's rotten. We eat it, we get sick, we don't can't go to the doctor. So obviously we've got a lot of better things that, uh, um, that we have today than we did in the past. However, the six human needs, they're still the same. And our mind, still a lot of part of our mind, and unfortunately a part of the mind that makes a lot of the decisions is still in that reptilian prehistoric mindset. You know what I mean? You got to, and then that's uh, especially us men, you know, that uh, we feel, uh, we, I don't know, egos are out of control and we got to fight for everything. Somebody insults us and da, 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 da. And that's, that's just who it is. And that's where those human needs come in, that kind of survival instinct. We don't have to worry about the saber tiger anymore, but now we got to worry about, um, you know, somebody insulting us on Facebook. Man, it's craziness. So I like to uh, say the six human needs toward survival and extreme success. And if you can put these in the right order for your learning style, for your temperament, for who you are, that's how you're going to achieve your success. I know, Austin, you've got all kinds of notes on that. You want to share a little bit? Here's a little quote for you guys about the human needs. All right, uh, two, two quotes. Um, one, it is only by meeting the spiritual needs, which is growth and contribution, that you will experience sustainable joy versus momentary pleasure. So you want sustainable joy by meeting the spiritual needs. And Fantastic, then, Austin. That was oh, good. Well, thank you. I didn't make it up, but I appreciate well, it. Well, <laughs> no, you, you did a great job uh, reading it and explaining it. Fantastic. Here, you're, maybe you'll think this is even more fantastic. Oh, I'm ready. Uh, people find ways to... This is another quote. I'm not making this up. People find ways to meet these needs in positive, negative, or neutral ways, but every person finds a way to meet them in some way. Any activity, action, or emotion that fulfills at least three needs at a high level, at a high level, in effect, an addiction. Likewise, people have positive, negative, and neutral addictions. And then there's one more. There is always a way to fulfill a need, a skill-wise, and finding a sustainable way to fulfill it, and in a way that gives you uh, more pleasure than pain. And they said, you know, uh, if you meet three needs, it, can, it becomes an addiction. He was saying you can become addicted to being angry. You can be addicted to, you know, being excited and happy. It's just whatever meets your needs. And being angry actually can meet three of the human needs, which is crazy. And, and people get, um, you can be addicted to anger and just find any way to, to be angry. And then, um, so I, I just think that's, that's crazy. That's pretty and powerful, isn't it? Another. We can tie in on that. You know, the, if you even take the first three needs, um, certainty, uncertainty, and significance, if you um, become addicted to being angry, as you just said, that was a great example, Austin. If you. you, you're certain about your position, and that's you know, and somebody disagrees with you, you know, your certainty is there. So it's good to be certain about things, but you're so certain that uh, <laughs> that um, you become angry with it. And then the uncertainty is how angry are you going to allow yourself to get? So you're uncertain. Am I going to boil over? Am I going to be out of control? Am I going to go into a fit of rage? And then the significance, and that significance is everybody, everybody has that feeling of you need to feel important. Mm -hmm. So if you're certain about your position or your statement, and then you're uncertain about, well, how far am I going to push this? Am I going to get out of control? But yet I'm, the significance is I need to be right to feel significant in the lives of others. So if those three alone, the top, you know, the first three, if you build those into a, um, they become a high level in effect, they become an addiction. Now, am I saying that uh, 
don't be certain, <laughs> and uh, there's certain things you can't be uncertain about, and you don't need to feel important. No, 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 no. They all work together. I'm just saying, as uh, Tony had wrote in his book here, and Austin did a great job of reading, we've got to be careful that any three that lump together, and you're, those are your, maybe your top three, if they get out of control just like anything else, you tip the scales. And when you tip the scales, that becomes an addiction. You know, uh, gambling addiction. Here's an example. The uh, certainty is, you know what? I'm certain that I'm going to win. I know I'm going to win. Well, the uncertainty is, it, it, it's uncertain if you're playing craps or roulette or anything, when that number is going to come up. Or if you're playing poker, when that card's going to come up. So it's that uncertainty that makes us kind of that, oh man, or maybe even pulling the slot machine. The uncertainty of what's going to line up across the bars. You're there, you're like, oh yes, 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 yes. You're certain, you think you're certain that you're going to win, but the uncertainty is you never know what's going to happen. And then maybe the next one is that connection or even that love, that love, that adrenaline rush, that feel that you get, that dopamine hit from from gambling. And I, I say that because I, I openly admit I had a bit of a gambling problem. I had hated, well, even in everything I do, I hate to lose. I've gotten better at it as if I've matured just a little bit. But not wanting, not ever accepting the fact that I could ever lose is not a good uh, um, behavior pattern mixed with gambling, as you can see. So anyway, that's, uh, that is an example that Tony gave. I kind of wrote some of those things down. But yeah, let's get back to it, folks. The four needs of personality are the um, uh, certainty, uncertainty, significance, and uh, love and connection. And then the spiritual ones are the growth and contribution to continue to grow to be a better person and then to utilize that growth to contribute to the world, where that's kind of where mine have flip-flopped over the years. Uh, be honest with you, number one for me uh, for pretty much my whole life was significance, the need and the uh, want to feel important. I needed to feel significant. That's why I was you know, a complete nut job, daredevil, never turned down a dare and did some absolutely nutty, nutty, nutty stuff and always willing to push the envelope, always willing to live on the edge and you know what? A lot of times, not just step over the edge, but dive over the edge head first. And uh, I found out it was like, you know, maybe a foot of water instead of what I thought it was and crash and burn, you know, those things. Significance. And Tony had said, if significance is your number one, that, that need to feel wanted, that need to feel loved, that need to, you know, uh, um, win praise, he said, oh my gosh, that's tough. That's real, real tough. And that's where a lot of people are in, in the world. But when they're able to move significance out of the number one spot and then maybe move growth and contribution in there, that's when your life really changes because it's no longer about you. It's no longer about me. It's no longer about self-praise. It's all about, yeah, I want to be the best I can be, but I'm doing it not just for the significance of others loving me. I'm doing it so I can grow and contribute to helping others become better. And he said, that's when life really changes. And this was all, I mean, I had never heard it explained in this manner. I mean, it was fantastic. It was and that's fantastic. just one little bit of the whole, well, obviously, we could talk for probably 50-something hours on it. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> People are like, oh, my gosh. But uh, <laughs> it, it was pretty fantastic, folks. And I'm just touching the tip of the iceberg. You can do your own research. You can look out there. Hopefully, this stimulated you enough to look into the six, six human needs. And I'm telling you, if you're able to put those in the right order for, for you and your stage of life, not only for survival, but let's take it a step further. Let's go beyond just surviving to thriving, right? thriving and living our best possible life, our best kicking life. And that's where that extreme success comes in. Yes. And yes, he had us uh, put our human needs in, in order. And he told you his was significance. His second is contribution. 
figured you guys would be able to figure that one out. Um, maybe not. Well, it didn't always used to be that way. I, I, I put the others. It was all about me. It was all about Richie, if you will. Um, I'm just being honest, folks. I'm, I'm peeling back the layers of the onion and letting you know, because if you're struggling with these same things too, and, and maybe you've been holding back on helping somebody else, man, and that's what uh, the Kickin' Life show, each episode, each show gets better and better because I'm getting more in touch with myself to share more with you to help you. Once again, check my ego, check the significance factor, and grow more on the growth and contribution factor, as Austin just alluded to. Nice yes. job, Austin. Thank you. My my top two, if anyone's curious, was significance and then uh, the love connection and then contribution. But he said, if you have significance or certainty or both as the top two, that's not what you want to have. And then he had everybody raise their hand for what they had first, and the top was significance and certainty. And so, those were my top two uh, on the being honest, discovering your six human needs. And then you want to change those, and then we went into the other contribution. Good job, buddy. Thank you. So I got to work on my significance not being first, but certainty was last, I think. Yeah. But who? that's what I thought was my need. Well, that's a tough one, and everybody's different. That's why, you know, we, and that's why we're spending so much time with the show talking about this is uh, that was his whole point that everyone, everyone's needs are in a different order, you know, different order of priority by your age, by your maturity, by your stage of life, where you are, and what you're doing with your life. So that's fantastic. Um, Austin, you, before we were kind of putting our show notes together here, you had uh, given me a quote, and I had it written someplace, but I'm, I'm so proud and so happy that you have taken so many notes and are reflecting back on this. And one was, life will give you what you settle for. Yeah, and Tony kept talking about that, didn't he? He did. Kept bringing that up about your standards. You know, if you want to change your life, you got to, and a lot of times you'll hear uh, Tony in a lot of his speeches and everything, you got to raise, raise your, your standards. standards, raise your standards. And it's life will give you what you settle for. So uh, if you settle for allowing, you know, maybe your significant other, maybe it's your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, girlfriend, maybe it's your kids. If you settle for allowing them to disrespect you and to treat you at a lower level than you deserve, then your standards are low, and life is going to give you more of that because you have chose to settle for that. You have chose to raise your standards, and nobody likes to be treated that way. No one wants to be treated that way, but it's, it's what you've done. Life will give you what you settle for, so raise those standards. Now, I know we got some people saying, yeah, it's easy for you to say, <laughs> no, and, or, or it's easier said than done. You know what? That's a limited belief. Get that garbage, get that crap out of your mind. Everybody can say that everything is easier said than done. That's an excuse. If you hide behind your excuses, you're never going to find the solutions, and you're never going to raise your standards, and you're never going to make your life better. Boom. Oh, oh you going to do it? Go ahead, buddy. I'm sorry. We were there together. Together. Ready? Boom. Right hook. Right hook of reality. There it is. Good job, Austin. But And I know you're getting kind of uh, – and, and Tony was – he pretty much lit uh, lit a few people up, uh, and it was in a, in a praising manner. He said, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to be here to pamper you. We've all got our excuses. We've all got our limited beliefs. We've all got our problems. But if you live in that world, your world is never going to get any better. And it comes right back to this quote. Life will give you what you settle for. So you need to raise your standards. Yes. I think Tony would be proud if he heard this podcast, wouldn't he? I, I sure hope so. I think he'd be fine. <laughs> yes. And that's... Uh, uh, you know, that, that's a long shot, but nothing is obtained. Uh, you know, I'm going to raise those standards. Nothing right. is out of the realm. We're going to get Chuck Norris. We're going to get Tony Robbins on the podcast. We've had Chris Widener, who's written 17 books 
including a couple bestsellers, one with Jim Rome. So uh, we're going to continue doing this thing and oh, get yeah. the, and uh, we've got uh, oh yeah we had we uh, uh, we Benji Benji Molina Yadier's older brother and we've had some golf pros on the show we had the rock stars from Century Martial Arts on the show and then we've got a, a collection of interviews from the uh, Martial Arts Super Show that we're putting together and compiling now they're going to be on another show but once again just kind of reaching out trying to uh, you know engage as many different mindsets but all that same positive growth raising the standards. To help you live your best kicking kick life. life. There we go. That's the whole essence of the show, and that's what we're here to do. And it's, it's uh, yeah, it's, you know, we own the Martial Arts Academy, so it's got a martial arts base. Yeah, we're going to talk about different things you can do to help your Martial Arts Academy grow, but it all centrals around you growing you as a person, you developing you. You in this show talking about your six human needs uh, for survival and extreme success, and it all starts here. And I read, I had a thing today from Zig Ziglar, and it's, uh, uh, I'm going to paraphrase it here, it's not what's happening on the outside. You know, it's not the circumstances that are happening out there that determine your success or your un, uh, being unsuccessful. It's what's happening between the ears. It's what's happening with you. Fix you. Be your very, very best. And that's the hardest. I mean, obviously, you see on social media all the bullying that goes on, all the negativity that goes on, because it's easy for someone to hide behind a screen and rip down somebody else than it is for them to try and fix themselves for the hardest thing to fix. Well, the truth be told, folks, and I say this so I can hear it too, I'm putting these messages out. Hopefully it inspires you to help you take action to fix yourself. And that was something Tony had brought up and a couple other uh, mentors I've got. They had said, look, I can't fix you. And then they say, you can't fix your listeners. You can't fix the students at the academy. You can't fix And I'm like, what the heck are we doing this for? (laughs) Because the person has to choose to fix themselves. Now, you can give them the tools. You can suggest things. You can help them. You can motivate them. You can inspire them. You can empower them. But ultimately, they have to do it. It's sort of like you can take a horse to water, but you can't make the horse drink. And then uh, Chris Widener shared something the other day. I thought it was really profound. It was, <laughs> you can't feed a rock. <laughs> you can't feed a rock. Meaning, Rock, open up. I'm trying to make it better for you. I want you to have a better life. Eat this food, rock. You can't feed a rock. So in other words, the rock's not willing to change because it's a rock. But unfortunately, a lot of people are rock-headed, if you will, and they aren't willing to change. So Antonio shared the example about uh, he helped a guy quit smoking. And after five years, the guy came back. And the guy says, you're a fraud. You're a failure. You didn't keep me from, I restarted smoking again. And Antonio goes, well, settle down. I haven't seen you for how many years? I think he said like seven years, but continue. Well, maybe I haven't seen him so many, seven years. He goes, and uh, um, how, how long did you stop smoking? Well, I stopped for four or five years, but uh, and, and but now it didn't didn't last. It says his wife divorced him. <laughs> so Tony says, so what happened in that time? He goes, well, my wife divorced me. I went bankrupt. I lost my job. I lost my house. Oh, so things changed, and you went back to the cigarette because you allowed that change to happen. So Tony went and did some uh, stuff with him and helped him stop again and apparently stop this time. But once again, we get so conditioned to blame others. You made me do it. You're the reason. You're a fraud. You're a failure. You tell everybody to be uh, positive, motivated, and sometimes you're unhappy. We're all unhappy at times. That's a human emotion. I can't can't feed the rock. I can't fix stupid. (laughs) You have to be willing to do it. And uh, if you want to change, you have to make the changes yourself. doesn't matter how much you listen to the podcast. It matters how much you listen or go to conferences. If you don't make the change inside, then nothing's going to change for you. 
And I know it's a big right hook for some people. It's like, well, wait a minute, man. We don't live in sunshine and rainbow world. The world is a beautiful place. They can also, as Rocky says, be a mean, nasty, ugly place that'll beat you to your knees and keep you there if you let it, right? It's all up to you. And I think this weekend was so profound with everything we got. Get what you settle for. What's that? Sorry, continue. Say it, say it. You get what you settle for. Once again, it kind of circles back to that, doesn't it? Being laying on your knee or laying on the ground or knees. Well, beat you to your knees and keep you there, right? Or you just lay there, right? But you get what you settle for. Raise your standards. No, it's not easy. Get over that. Move forward. Live your best kick in life. And the happier you are, the healthier you're going to be because you're going to want to continue to stay in that happy state. And then, of course, it's going to make society a happier, healthier, safer place to live. It's an awesome, so. awesome, Austin. Austin, Austin, awesome, Austin. Yeah, that's what it is. Both. Both. Thank you. Drop um, it down. So I kind of wanted to take a step back when we were talking about limiting beliefs. I'll be super fast about this. Oh, take so, your time, buddy. So People first of all, listening. this is another quote. The past does not equal the future unless you live there. Boom. So that's where. There's a right hook. That is a right hook. Thank you. So that's where a lot of limiting beliefs um, come from. It, it is the past because that's how you're. That's how conditioned you are, and that can be with whatever. I don't um, need to get into that. But I wanted to say how to change your limiting beliefs. So after we figured out what they were and why they're horrible, so now we got to change them. So. Um, First of all, get leverage. You know, why do I need to change this? What's so bad about it? Everything like that. So if you can't change it, you, this is what you believe. If you can't, you have massive unbearable pain. So if you keep doing this limiting belief, then that's what happens. And then said associate or believe that changing it now is massive, extraordinary, immediate pleasure. And then step two, interrupt the bad pattern. So the pattern versus the belief or pattern, whatever, change sure. it, interrupt it, and then create a new empowering pattern and reinforce it. So your patterns are, if your patterns are bad, obviously change it, but the, you can't just have an empty hole. You got to fill that pattern that got removed with a, with a good one or else that bad one's just going to come right back into its place. That's fantastic, Austin. That was fantastic. And uh, that's three steps to lasting uh, neuroassociation associative conditioning, you know, changing. Uh, no, that's all right, buddy. <laughs> and um, it pretty much talks about what would you like to change in your life, a behavior, an emotion, or a feeling. You know, what do you want to change in your life? And you've got to replace that, that limited belief with something else. And if you don't, that was excellent, though. You got to create the leverage. And that was a, he, I mean, he spent a lot of time on the leverage, didn't he? He you did. Know? And if you think about leverage, folks, just like anything else, if, uh, and in and, and martial arts there, Leverage on an arm bar or a wrist lock, leverage to pick somebody up, leverage to uh, uh, kind of pry something out. Well, you got to have leverage in order to, if you want to go with a pry something out, pry out that limited belief. You got to have the leverage. And then uh, you got to kind of associated belief that changing, if I change this, is it, it's going to be better for me. But the fear of change, as we all know, is one of the greatest human fears the unknown, the uncertainty. Oh, what happens if I do this? You know, it's safer just to be in my comfort zone because it's certain here. You know, I, I'm certain I know what I'm going to get here. And that's where, but you're certain you know what you're going to get, but is that what you really want? And he talked about three beliefs for lasting success. And uh, he talked about a belief. A belief is a feeling of certainty about what something means. So that certainty that you know it, you feel comfortable knowing it. It may be wrong, but you feel comfortable with it. And that's something you're certain about. And it's hard 
you know, because now you got to change that. Well, maybe that uncertainty. And of course, that filters in as well. Uncertainty of the unknown is that fear, once again, that holds people back. We kind of circled a little bit, didn't we? You can kind of connect the dots. Anyway, three beliefs for lasting success. It must change now. So if you're going to do it, boom, change now. And let me give you an example. I had, uh, and I shared this on a couple other podcasts. Around March, I got on the scale and I weighed 199 pounds. Now, that's, you know, some people like, hey, uh, I'd love to weigh 199 pounds. And some people like, wow. Well, the truth is I'm five foot seven. 199 pounds was a lot more weight than I need to be. I made a commitment to myself. I must change this now. I will not tip the scale to a deuce, <laughs> 200 pounds. That will not happen. That will not happen. Well, it was right around the time of uh, Lent coming along. So I, popcorn and steak. Not that those two factors were, you know, contributing to that. Well, popcorn was. I was probably eating too much popcorn because I love popcorn. But I said no. And I knew if I could condition myself and, and, and be disciplined not to eat those two things, that would be the change. Now, change is slow, just like anything else. But it's that commitment that I must do it now. And then the second one is, I must change it now. And then the third one is, I can and I will change it now. So it becomes a must, and then it becomes, I must change it now to, I can and I will change it now. Now, I didn't realize those three steps until after the Tony Robbins thing. I mean, we probably all, you know, you hear it now like, oh, yeah. But I, I, I made that commitment. That was the leverage I needed. I was not going to roll over to 200 pounds, and I did what I needed to do. I weighed in yesterday at 178 pounds. Boom, 21 pounds. Now, that was my success. You know, I, I ate less, exercised more, drank water more, no chemical intake whatsoever. So none of this, you know, lose 10 pounds overnight by having diarrhea for six straight days. <laughs> so hey, Whatever works. Yeah, well, I don't know. That's not healthy on the body. I think <laughs> kind of a funny thing Tony had said. He goes, uh, how many people have you met that have lost 100 pounds? And kind of let you reflect on a little bit. He goes, I'm sure you've met more people than you can ever imagine that have lost 100 pounds. He goes, think about it. Just about everybody that's ever went on a weight loss has lost 100 pounds. And we're all thinking, you're probably thinking now, I don't think I've met anybody that lost 100 pounds. He goes, you know, the type of people that have lost 10 pounds 10 different times. <laughs> <laughs> What's 10 times 10? Come on, help me. Give me, give me some feedback here, all right? So, and uh, everybody's kind of like, oh, yeah. He goes, how many of you out there have lost 100 pounds? 10 pounds, 10 different times. And a lot of hands went up because we've all been guilty of that uh, to a certain, I shouldn't say we all, but a lot of us to a certain degree have done that. And the thing about quick, fast change It usually doesn't last. It's conditioned change, conditioned behaviors. But it has to start with that belief, that power belief. I must change it now. I must uh, uh, change it now. I can and I will change it now. So I'm sorry, the first one was it must change now. It must change now. So anyway, we've been going at it, man. We've been throwing right hooks of reality, some uppercuts, kind of hitting people pretty hard with some things, but also uh, exposing the limited beliefs in order to help people grow and – Man, Austin, it's been a heck of a show, hasn't it? It has been. I know you're going through your notes here. We've got we could go on for another six hours, um, but maybe we'll save some of these things for uh, for another show. I think this was uh, profound for the 75th episode. 75. Can you believe that? 75. Wow. I know. We're gonna wow. hit that century mark soon, and uh, and then we're, I'm actually I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say this on the air because by saying it on the air, I'm kind of putting it out there as a public declaration. I got to talk to producers to see if it'll work or not, <laughs> but. I'm thinking about starting to do two shows a week. I'll do one 
that we do, which is 45 minutes to an hour, and then maybe do one on, I don't know, Monday or Friday or something, and it's just a five to 10 minute show, just a little quick hitter of, you know, huh. uh, I don't know, mot- uh, Motivational Monday, that's eh, kind of a hashtag that's wore out, but it might be that, just kind of pump you up on Monday, but that's usually when the show's released, but maybe it's a Friday, just a Friday quick hitter to get into the weekend to remember your disciplines, I don't know. So anyway, folks, I'm just sharing that with you, it's an idea I had where I'm going to talk to the producers about it and see if we can't make that roll forward. Um, as something we talked about, about rebranding the show, we're going to have a whole new uh, cover, a whole new artwork or clip artwork, screen, I don't know what that's called. What's that called? Screen art, I clip art, know. artwork, whatever it is. And uh, we're actually, the show right now is, well, it's going to change to the uh, kick in life with a um, no more apostrophe before the end. Those that have been subscribed for quite some time, we're going to roll it on over. It should be a seamless transition to K-I-C-K-I-N life and help really uh, really rebrand that to help people find the show a little bit easier. And same message, we're just going to continue getting better. I'm going to have, uh, you know, continuously have different hosts and guests, or I'll be the host, but have guests on and uh, really help you live your best kick in life. So, Aust, let's uh, give the folks one more rundown on the six human needs. They were, what were they again? Certainty, uncertainty. Good job, buddy. Significance. Significance and love and connection. And for spiritual, you got growth and contribution. contribution. Very good, Austin. So, and that's kind of the title of this whole show. We've kind of circled around it, but we've talked about it a lot. And you know what? The six human needs, let's take it from just survival, just kind of getting by to thriving and ultimate success or unlimited success. Boom, that driving point. And if you've got those limited beliefs, if you've got those anchors that have been holding you back, Bring those babies to the surface. Get rid of those excuses. Find solutions. Know that you can do it. Know you want to make yourself better. And it starts with that leverage. And that leverage is it must change now. I will change it now. I can and I will change it now. Boom. Believe in those things. Look at your human beliefs, the six human beliefs. Look at those. Think about what order you have those in now. And if that's serving you to be your very, very best, if that's serving others, if that's utilizing your God-given talents to live your best kick in life, to be the person you were born to be, to utilize your God-given talents to be your absolute very, very best. Austin, what, what, what uh, send-off do you have for the folks? Complexity is the enemy of execution. Keep it simple. Everybody. Man, is this guy good or what? Holy cow, say it again. Complexity Com- is what? Complexity is the enemy of execution. So if we make things too tough, if we make things too tough, we never get them done, right? Yes. Because if they're so complex, we're like, oh, gosh, that's too freaking hard. I ain't doing it. Eliminate the complexity. Make it simple. You know, the old KISS philosophy, keep it simple. And people say stupid. I always like to say, keep it simple, silly. Keep it simple. Being silly is kind of funny. Fun is fun. And, uh, you know, if you feel like you're stupid, then that's not fun. That's why I kind of change that. Keep Well. I don't know if I changed it or not, but that's the way I like to say it. <laughs> Keep it simple, silly, smiling, having fun with it, but eliminate the complexity. That's a good send-off, right? Thank you. And if if I could have two send-offs, I'd oh, appreciate it. You, buddy, you have as many as you want. Okay, well, all right. Thank you. Um, so another quote, of course. Improper breathing is a common cause of ill health. If I had to limit my advice on a healthier living in just one tip, it would be to simply learn how to breathe correctly. There's no single more powerful or more simple daily practice to further your health uh, and being and well-being than breathe work. So, uh, 
uh, Mr. Joseph and, and, and Tony uh, talked about how to breathe correctly, and, and it's, it sounded goofy, and I didn't get what was going on at first, but everyone at first, babies, dogs, whatever, breathe, quote, correctly. And if you watch a dog breathe or, or a baby, their stomach goes out when they breathe in, and their stomach goes in when they breathe out. And most of us, as we get older, um, our brain gets in the way of how we're supposed to do the right things. And we breathe the opposite way, like inhale and our stomach goes in, exhale, it goes out. And that way we're only using about half of your lungs. So, And all the antibodies and, and everything like that, that fights disease and, and makes you healthy is at the bottom of your lungs. So if you put your stomach out, push it out while you inhale, you use your full lung and, you know, uh, put it in when you exhale, use your full lungs and you're just going to be a lot healthier and it's going to be awesome and you're going to feel a lot better too. But, and it's, it's not easy. It's, it's a lot easier. Well, I'm not going to say that, but it's not an easy task to do. But if you condition yourself, just like anything else, it's, it's definitely not impossible by any means. And I've been working at it and I'm getting better and I know you have too. Awesome. Awesome. That was fantastic. And, uh, that was Excellent, and, and uh, you're definitely working on it. We shared that at the studio. I'm so glad you brought that up. It's kind of a send-off. And you know what, folks? We'll talk about that on a future show. Matter of yes. fact, you just gave me an idea for my video blog today. I think I'm going to do that Sweet. on the video blog today. Just talk about that. Um, yes. and, and so you have to watch the video blog, folks, and, and look that up on our YouTube channel or Facebook page. Dangling the carrot on the podcast. What's that, buddy? Dangling the carrot on the podcast. You're darn right, buddy. Excellent job. You're good at this. <laughs> really good. Um, so folks, what he's talking about, and I've uh, been to Korea four different times, trained up in the mountains and worked on these type of breathing and the, the, uh, uh internal breath and breathing through the, the tongue which is kind of the Korean term for lower abdominal region where you're really expanding your lungs. But I never fully got it until once again, the Tony Robbins event, which was fantastic. And try and picture this, what Austin's saying there is when you inhale, air is coming in. So your lungs are expanding, just like Austin said. In order to expand, the other internal organs have to go someplace, right? We're talking about your large intestine, your small intestine, your bladder, your appendix, everything else that's in the front here has to move. And if it doesn't move, where does that air go? Well, a lot of us, we're breathing. And like Austin said, don't do this in the car, but try and remember this and do it when you get looking in the mirror. When you breathe, a lot of us only breathe with the upper lobes of our lungs, and we're breathing mostly through the chest as we're inhale. Like air, our, our shoulders come up, you exhale, it goes down. It should be the opposite. When you inhale, your belly, I'm inhaling there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys can see us in here. Yeah. Your belly should go out to make room for the extra air because your lungs have expanded. And when you exhale, I just exhaled. That's what that was. I wasn't blowing your ear. Maybe I was. I don't know. It was a good exhale though, wasn't it? So when I exhale, <laughs> made a goof. When I exhale, my lungs contract. And all the air comes out, so my belly goes back in. It's different. We, uh, uh, I'm going to talk about this on a future show. I am going to do a video blog on it today. Uh, so, folks, you can watch the video blog and get a, get a glimpse of that on how to do it. But try it. It's unbelievable. And as Austin mentioned, all the avoli, I can't even talk here again, and all the anti <laughs> antibodies are in the lower lobes of your lungs. And in order to get those out to clear all the toxins that we ingest and intake every single day from just you know the environment, those are uh, um, those antibodies are released to help fight off sicknesses. And what did once again uh, Joseph say? He hadn't been sick in 
two decades. Oh, he did say that. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And, because, uh, yeah, he, he said he even did a, a little challenge. It was kind of, he goes, you're going to think it's gross, but I'm telling you, I went a whole year without washing my hands and other stuff. I'm like, what the heck? I mean, he took showers and stuff, but he didn't deliberately, deliberately tried to, uh, you know, well, uh, I, I, it was, it was kind of crazy, but he talked about just by his, his body being in such a good peak state that he hasn't had a cold or been yes, sick in so long. Always, always happy, drinks a ton of, uh, filtered water because the filtered water is the ones that can get in your cells, which is how your cells live. Um, and then grows his own fruits and vegetables and then everything like that. And I know I people mean, are like, what the heck? But it's it, crazy. It, when you learn about the whole last day was all about, um, nutritional intake and then all the toxins that are out there that we intake, you know, just without even knowing it, but how to condition yourself, how to utilize your body's gift. And that big part of that, man, I, we spent hours on the, the breathing, didn't we? It was fantastic. <laughs> it was. All right, folks. Well, man, is your brain exploding? This was quite a show here, buddy. This was fun. We give, uh, give people a lot of things to work on, a lot of tools and a lot of self-help guides. And man, oh man, great job bringing your notes and great job just articulating what your your, your message, man. That was fantastic. Thank you so much. And they all thanks goes to uh, Mr. Tony Robbins and Joseph McClennan. You guys definitely check them out. And most all of the information was at uh, Unleash the Power Within, so I highly recommend going to to that event or any event that they're at. They're fantastic. Good job. Well, thank you, Austin. Well, thanks for being on the 75th episode. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. I love it. It's awesome, fun. buddy. We did a fantastic job. And uh, the listeners, man, I'm sure they're, they're oh, the blessings they received from our message here, mainly you being on here and giving them a different right hook of reality, but also the fact that you brought in your notes, that you took notes, number one. <laughs> I'm not sure you took very good notes in school, but that's over with now. Now you're taking notes about being the best person you can be in life, right? Well, more important. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you're out of school now, so <laughs> yes. All right, folks. Well, as always, thank you so very much from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to be with Austin and I today. To um, I know we know time is the most sacred commodity on the planet. The fact that you spent time with us means the world to us, mm-hmm. and that's why we're going to continue doing everything I can. The 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 uh, two spiritual human needs: growth. I'm going to continue growing, learning, uh, accepting, bringing on as much knowledge as I can, so I can contribute that knowledge to you to help you become your very very best. And it's it's a uh, man. It goes both ways, right? Absolutely. It goes both ways. You give, you give, you give with no expectations of receiving in return. But what you do receive in return is that gift of joy, happiness, and just elation that, man, man, I made somebody feel a little bit better. I helped somebody overcome a challenge or a fear. I helped somebody overcome that limited belief. And that's the beauty of what we're doing here, making our society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. All right, folks, as always, you can find us on Google Play. Uh, where can you find us? iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Be sure to subscribe, download, and share this with your friends. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best. And I promise you'll be your very best. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. Chat with you real soon. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. You guys are fantastic. God bless. God bless everybody. Thank Bye-bye. you. 
Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.